where he really shows us that's the stuff they showed like constantly in the trailers. Dude, in the trailer, they actually show him deflecting a missile with a fucking silver tray that's not in the movie. Oh my God, I forgot about that. And it's because he made them cut it out because he's like, that's the stupidest fucking thing. Nobody would ever believe this. Garage. I'm Corey Cole. I'm Freddie Wolf. The transporter. Transporter. What do you think of when you hear the transporter? I think of um, you know the guy who comes to my house three times a week and drops off screeners <laughs> this time of year. <laughs> yes, it's that time of year. Like it's they a come in an armored season. car. There's a bunch of dudes in a black van. They get out with sunglasses and they walk up with a special box. And I have sign to, for this. I have to scan my retina for Give them. Give me the ocular print. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Can you breathe on this tomb for me, too? <laughs> Fucking spit in this cup. What? What are uh, we doing? Do you need a urine sample? No, not this time. No. We got everything. Yeah. Whatever. Jason Statham. This is the this is Jason Statham's introduction to the world. Mm, I mean, for the masses. For I mean, masses. We, we'd already... I mean, I, already, I knew who he was because I'd seen, uh, you know, the Guy Ritchie movies. And we'd seen uh, Snatch out in it. No, yeah, was it Snatch 2000? Was our, yeah, Snatch. This came out in two thousand one. We and saw Locks. Lockstock had already been out. I Ghost forget. of Mars had already been out. My God, is he in Ghost of Mars? Yeah. Sorry, Mister Carpenter. Oh, maybe maybe Ghost of Mars wasn't out yet, but <laughs> but I didn't. But I've never seen it, so I don't even know he was oh, in yeah, it. Oh yeah, he's in it. I used to know the Ice Cube's in it. Oh, Ghost of Mars came out the same year, so we kind of got bombarded with Statham in two thousand one. But he was already uh, man. He had already been out, and uh, Lockstock was the thing I knew him from. And then a movie, I feel like he was in a soccer movie, which was like a soccer remake of The Longest Yard called Mean Machine, which also uh, Vinnie Jones is in. So I think those are where I was familiar with him. No, Mean Machine is 2001. See, it's a, that was like the avalanche. Was it it a remake of Mean Machine? I thought it was a remake of Victory. No, it's a remake of it's like, it's like the Longest Yard. Really? Yeah, that's why they call him Mean Machine because that's the name of the football well, team in Longest Yard. I know that. It's not victory. No, there's no Nazis in it. I don't. Again, obviously, I didn't see it. <laughs> there you go. See, as a fan of the original Burt Reynolds movie, I have mixed feelings about this. Eh. Shut up. <laughs> Save that for February. Yes. Uh, there you have it. So yeah, Jason Statham. Jason man. Statham plays a driver. A driver who's paid to drive. <laughs> wow. But he's not just any driver. No, he's not. He's the What's transporter. What is what is his last name? I know it's interesting. Frank, Frank Martin. <laughs> Frank Martin. Frank Martin. Is the driver. But we can't call it that because that name is taken. And people will get him confused with Ryan O'Neill. What else does a driver do? Well, he... Um, can he, he breaks? He hits the brakes a lot. No, he can't call him the breaker. The, oh, you know what? The transporter. Whatever. Well, there we go. That's it. It, it was a think tank full of fucking dudes coming up with this name. Well, no think tank. 
just Luke Besson with his half big ideas. <laughs> so I've got an idea, maybe, um, uh, or not. I've got partial ideas. Luke Besson co-wrote this. I don't know who he co-wrote it with. I don't recall. I'd take my name off it. Yeah. Jeez. Well, no, I should keep my name on it so you can still get paid and, so. and say, no, that was, that's, look, hey, 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 look, look at the fifth element. See, it's not me. It's Luke. Right. Well, you know what's weird is I feel like uh, probably this probably this came out after the first Fast and the Furious, right? This was kind of like, hey, why we? Yeah. Or did it? Yeah, I guess so. Because it's even got one of the guys from the. uh, Well, actually, has two if you count Statham from Fast and Furious, but it does have. uh, Yeah, but that. But yeah, not not. But uh, not that. Not OG Fast and the Furious. He came in after The Rock did. Right. Yeah. Two movies after The Rock. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, let's not let's not chase that timeline. Because he should have just it would have been it, Frank Martin joins the Fast and the Furious. That would have been so dope. But that's what they did, but no. We, nah. And if you know the Fast and Furious series, you know who he is in the in the series. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Anyway, but yeah. So this is at a time where you know, we we've seen this kind of movie though before. Yeah, and absolutely. It's not, like, it's not like the Fast and it's, Furious, but we've seen movies like just called well, for instance, the Driver. Yeah, the Driver, <laughs> Ryan O'Neill, or yeah, or Drive, or you know. Uh, we've seen it. Uh, we've seen it times before this movie and came times out. Times since, since. This movie. it's and, an old trope. Yeah, and speaking of tropes, oh my gosh! There's, I mean, this movie is chock full of them just in the opening sequence, and I'm like, dude. And I've seen this movie before. You know, when we were first to sit down and talk about this, I'm thought, man, do I just bury the lead and say, remembered better? Don't even, don't even say the movie. Remember it better. Remember it better. I, I, I would go on. I'm just going to say this. I, I am, I'm also, I'm a fan of Transporter 2 more in, than Transporter. Yes. Yes. Or it, the trans, however you want to call it. The or no the, it's whatever. Part 2 for me better than this first one. But this one sets everything up. So there you go. There's no Transporter 2 without this. He's very much uh, uh, Frank Martin. At Statham Place, he's very much a guy that's he's got his principles. He's got three rules, right? He does have three rules. What are they, Corey? Don't change the deal. Never change the deal. No names. No names. And never open the package. Never look at my package. Look at the package. Never open the package. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know how how far into this we're gonna go, so let's just go ahead and get into it now. Yeah, let's just do it. Frank Martin was originally supposed to be. A gay character. Yep. And I don't know when that changed. Did it change after Statham was cast or whatever? But there's some moments in this movie where they've skirted that whole thing, where they made him more uh, more heterosexual with the girl that we'll mention again later on. Right. But there are lots of moments in there where you're like, maybe the second unit didn't know well, that there was a change. Did. Because and it's and again it's it only is noticeable because it stands out. I feel like maybe they shot it with some of that with some of that, you know, whatever the script was when they went back and changed the script. They just literally changed the one section, which you know, because there are, there are several things that are still in it. Like there's like the 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 whole hand gesture thing where he hands over the money. Yeah, where they where there's that weird sort of like he almost like he caresses his hand. Right, and then there's that, and then there's also this kind of nice sort of. 
back and forth between him and the inspector, like maybe there's some sort of admiration for the two. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it could be. But you, you know you what? Noticed, but you notice those moments, those visual cues, you notice them even before I ever found out about the Frank Martin character actually being written, originally written as being gay. Yeah. I'm, it, and, and then I hear about it after the fact. I'm like, oh, well, that explains a couple of these shots because... They do seem out of place. And there's also the weird thing. Dude, every scene with him and the girl, he seems, su- his his character seems super uncomfortable with women anyway. Right. So it's kind of like, oh, you know, I, I, I kind of half expected up until the moment where, you know, she, <laughs> she, she literally disrobes and throws herself on his <laughs> penis that, uh, you know, that you're like, oh, okay, well, he's not gay. Because, I mean, they don't really ever need to hook up. I felt like they no. kind of threw that whole hookup thing well, in they there. Do, yeah, they, I, I don't like when movies do that. It's it's just not necessary. And there's Because there's somebody making a decision in a boardroom going, uh, yeah, we need to sell a relationship. I'm like, no, the movie's called The Transporter. Yeah, man. What, are you t- transporting his semen into her? And I'm like, what? No, <laughs> man, he's a driver. You just get in the car and drive. He ain't got time for oh, women or men. He, if nobody. he's a driver, then he needs to drive her. From behind. Eh, he just needs to drive and shut up. And, uh, <laughs> whatever, man. He just does his thing. <laughs> he should be like that classic action hero. I don't need to see him right. with women or men. It doesn't need to be. It's weird. There's like a weird, uh, like I said, there's a weird dynamic running through this entire movie, yeah. which is weird. And maybe this, I don't know if it's because maybe Corey Yun. Maybe there's some I don't know Maybe. there's a, there's a there's a definite weird tone thing going on in this movie there's like this movie right. is like there's like three different things going on in this movie like right. there's a French movie there's a Chinese action movie and then there's a American franchise movie the, all trying to be wedged into 90 minutes and this is what's really funny about this yeah it's weird man I mean it uh, it definitely I mean I guess the movie was a hit um, I don't know how big of a hit it wasn't like yeah. a blockbuster hit but it did spawn three four sequels in a tv yeah. series so i mean yeah, you know because no, it's super cheap yeah it, there's, there's yeah man it's because here's the thing you just need to pay your stunt guys because there's not a lot of yeah. talking in this no, movie it's a lot of fighting and a lot of chasing. Has a, it has a lot to do with a couple of things and you get into that thing you're talking about the dynamic of having a chinese director uh with a chinese co-star who doesn't speak any english except for the lines of dialogue in the script right stay them and being again being co-written by two French guys while they shoot it in Nice, it's yeah, yeah it, it's it's French crew. The fact that it works at all is surprising, it right? Can, because it's you think looking on paper, even as we're talking about it too, how did all of that work? And in two thousand, when they shot this, right, right, studio system was in full effect, so the things of the budgets weren't taking a hit yet. Right. You know, you're still getting $25, $30 million movies, which is probably what yeah, this, this was. Is probably t- 10, 15, right? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Because who is Jason Statham at that time? No. He's a face he'd recognize for people that pay attention to movies and cinema. Right. But he wasn't somebody that they were selling. Yeah, he wasn't He wasn't Hobbs and Shaw Jason Statham yet. No. You know. He wasn't even Expendables Jason Statham yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I've seen a ton of his movies because I enjoy I enjoy him in movies, but not so much in this one. <laughs> I mean, these the, the crank movies had come out oh, yeah, shortly after this. I mean, this was the this is the beginning of the Jason Statham that we have now. Right, <laughs> crank. Yeah, I mean, I'm just that like, that is a bonkers movie, and the second one is just as much bonkers. Anyway, yeah. So again, he's his driver who has these three rules. Again, right. Don't change the deal. No names, no names and never, and never open look the package. In the package. Right. 
the opening sequence is him. He's hired to pick up these three bank robbers and be their getaway. And what is the first thing these clowns do when they get in? These four bank robbers get into the car and then he reminds them. It's three. The deal is for three. And why is that? Because he's had the car custom tuned shock wise, tire pressure wise, gas wise to handle a certain weight of the car. And now you have the car weighing Right, roughly twenty five percent more than Correct. he planned for. So he's like, "I'm not moving." And Jason Statham words, "I'm not going anywhere until you rectify the problem." So the dude gets all worked up. That the leader of the group sitting in the front passenger seat goes and turns and shoots, shoots one of the Francois. Guys. <laughs> shoots Francois. Was his name Francois? It is now. <laughs> Francois one. He's like, sucker blue, sucker blue, Francois. Oh, sucker blew my head off. And they push him out into the, they push him out into the street, right? Take off. And there they go. Now, now the movie's off and running. Boom. Finally. And then it's just a bunch of car chasing. And it, and here's one thing that's. It's a good car chase. Yes. And speaking of tropes, every single roadblock trope that you see. In, in every a, movie. In a car chase. Oh yeah, man. Is in this movie. At least. In this movie, for real, but almost more specifically... In the opening. In this opening sequence. Not to take away from the fact that it's not well done. It's really well done. Yeah, man. This is all real practice. This, this is all real this happening in le- camera. Legit driving going on And that's, that's the one place where this movie succeeds throughout the movie is in its practical effects and, and just creating these exciting car chases. There's some amazing stuff here. Really well done. The gist of it is this, the getaway. And then we get to their... The drop off. There's another car waiting for them, and some dude, the leader, hands Frank the money. Yep. He opens up the envelope. And he goes, "This is too much." He goes, "We need you to drive us to Avion." He goes, "No, <laughs> rule number Never one: Never change the deal. Don't change the deal." And then, but Mister, <laughs> no deal. Yeah, get the fuck out. Beat it. So we get out, and they go and get in the car, and they, and then he and Statham takes off, and he flips the button. It flips his license plate over. Because he, he drives he's, away. Because he's James Bond. He's well. He's ex-military. We forgot to mention that. He, right. Frank well, we Martin don't. We don't a, but we don't know that yet. Because well, we'll get it. There's nothing visual that we know yet. No. But I mean, he looks like he gets. It. He gets home, starts washing his car. This ridiculous uh, castle overlooking the Mediterranean Sea, and it's just beautiful. Like a lot of the stuff in this movie, the, the scenery is gorgeous. Here's the thing: that kind of sucks. Granted, this is a first-generation Blu-ray. It looks like a DVD. It doesn't look like a Blu-ray. It doesn't look oh. like it did the, the transfer isn't very good. I didn't even, I did. I had rented it. I rented it for three bucks. Well, you, from, when you walked in, was I playing? Did I play yeah, it at all? it was on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that looked like a DVD. I, I'm like, uh. Yeah, I wouldn't have. If you would it's, have said it's, that. it's not what you call a demo disc. <laughs> yeah, man. You think it would be with cars and explosions and shit. Oh, wait. There's no explosions yet. Sorry. Right. Well, there, there will be. <laughs> I mean, what's crazy is the car. The, it's you know, it's a BMW seven seven fifty i. Well, it's that. the only one ever made with a manual six speed gearbox. I think they built it right. directly for this movie because you you need him to be to do, yeah. be doing all. Yeah, have those. So. You have those. You have to have the insert shots of him shifting gears. Yeah, but I mean, he did do a lot of his own driving. Yeah, and, I, and yeah. his own stunts in this. I mean, that there's lots of times when you see him pulling a move or like he's yeah. driving past the camera fast, and like, well, that's not. That's yeah. not that's not overcranked. No, you can tell these shots are like, or I should say, undercranked. That's not undercranked at all, and it looks great. Yeah, and I'm like, well, that's him. 
at that point, were we even getting digital face replacement? It wasn't even, well, even if, no. you, even if you were getting it at that time, you most certainly wouldn't get in the car driving past the screen. Not like that. Not when I with the window rolled up. No, no. I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, again, no fault in any, any of that stuff. Um, I blame it all on the writing. <laughs> so but there's nothing wrong with the writing. So he drops these guys, he peels off and he's gone. Gets back to his home. He makes himself some tea. I mean, and he cleans his car, his beautiful black BMW, parks it back in the garage. What he also does is replaces the license plate in his locked cabinet where you see a whole wall full of license plates. Of license plates. So clearly he's he keeps himself busy. Yeah. What makes me wonder, though, like when he flips the thing, he has two different plates, right? Yep. So obviously one of them is his legit plate. Right. And the other one is a bogus. Not. The way it turns, it's very... James Bond. Oh, it, yeah. So it's not just two-sided. It's a triangle. Right. And that and it was a little homage to James Bond. Very much so. He gets a visitor. Yeah. Frank, Frank gets a visitor. It's a Inspector Tarconi. Now, they're in Nice. Right. Right. And there's an Italian cop. Yeah. Now, <laughs> well, they, I can't yeah. in Rome. Yeah. And that's another thing. Or in Nice. When in Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, you know, The Transport was 2002. So all those other movies had already come out. This was 2002? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I just looked at it. I mean, why is 2001 in my head? Uh, because they Fast probably shot it. Fast and Furious was 2000, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. In 2001, they did Too Fast, Too Fast. Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm saying that words out loud. Too Fast, Too Furious came out in 02. Did it? Mm-hmm. What a piece of shit. Yeah, well. Fast and Furious wasn't what it became Knew at that, that point. Because even the first one wasn't that big. It wasn't a wasn't oh. a giant hit. Yeah, it was. It was okay. It was it was the, for a movie full of nobodies? I'm gonna say it didn't even gross a hundred million dollars, the first one. You sure? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, go out on a limb and say I'm saying let's fact check it. I'm looking it up. All right, do it. I am doing it. Okay, I was wrong. Hundred and forty four million dollars. See. It was a thirty eight million dollar movie. See. Right. But I mean I yeah. knew what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there you go. I think it was one of those movies that maybe wasn't expected to make that much. No, 100%. Nobody nobody knew Paul Walker, any of them. Um, was it Eric Roth? No, it was Rob Cohen. Oh, it was Rob Cohen. David Ayer did write the screenplay. Oh, yeah, well, there you Eric go. Roth? Eric Roth wrote Forrest Gump. Wait, no, yeah. Benjamin Button. Yeah. And um, also he wrote... Oh, I see, because I always remember that, too, with him doing Benjamin Button. I'm like, uh, isn't Forrest Gump and Benjamin Button the same movie? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of is. Uh, it, he also um, wrote uh, The Nickel Ride, Eric Roth. What? Yeah. He's that old? He is. Wow. He wrote, I think he wrote The Nickel Roth. Maybe, like when the Nickel Ride was maybe like his second or third. When you script. when you had tweeted that Nickel Ride was on Shout TV, I was like, oh, that's rad. And then Shout TV like. I saw it, dude. <laughs> like that was so rad. <laughs> yeah, Nickel Ride's awesome. If you like that noir style thing and then you don't get a lot of that with los angeles dude that's what's so dope about it yeah for sure and it was oh man yeah, i loved it that was your recommendation uh, i think you posted it on instagram when i bought it mm-hmm. i think so i think that was the first what was the what was the what was the double pack on that it's 99 and 44 yeah, 100 dead by john frankenheimer which i still haven't seen yet sorry it's a it's a frankenheimer movie too is yeah. bizarre 
How weird is it that we didn't bring that movie up when we did Prophecy? Well, it's not that weird because it's. It, I know, it's but such a it's such because there's so many other Frankenheimer movies we did bring up that it's kind I, of. I think if I'd seen it, I probably would have said something yeah. about it. Yeah, it's weird because it's a trippy movie, man, and Richard Harris is great in it. But we, you know, we got to go back to tra- to Transporter. <laughs> so look, here's do we the sound thing. like we're resisting? <laughs> What's funny about the Transporter is now. Nothing. So. Uh, Inspector Tarconi's there. They have tea. You know, he questions him. Cat and mousey, cat and mousey. Oh, I was here asleep all by myself all night. He's wearing like a weird bathrobe. Yeah. Stay it's Correct. like a kimono. Kind of. Like the like bottom, bottom of his ass cheek. It's just like. Right, was roughly. It, was it Terry Cloth? He's, he's, he's shirt cocking. He's kind of shirt cocking <laughs> it. shirt cocking it. I mean, he sort of is. Deadpool 2 reference. Uh, anyway, uh, so, right. So he they have their moment. He's like, no, nah, it's not me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. He's doing the old deny until dead. It wasn't so, me. Look at the license plate. <laughs> oh, you're right. It wasn't you. So the police inspector pieces out. Boom. Frank's phone rings. Frank uh, gets gets a phone call almost right away. Does he get a phone call or a page? I guess it was a phone call. There's no pager. No, yeah, it's a phone it, call. It's a phone call. Yeah. yeah. Just, because, just because it's expensive in 2002 for you and I, it wasn't expensive for him. Especially when he's being overpaid. I didn't just take the money and tell him to fuck off. Because he's a man of principle. <laughs> he's a man of three rules. Three rules, man. <laughs> gotta live. Gotta have rules. He went, does it, is there Otherwise, point, it's chaos. There's a point where he goes, he goes, but but this goes against your three rules. Oh, fuck it. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'm sure there is. Even I mean, there should be. I'm, we'll I don't get, remember. Yeah, I'm sure there was. I probably was taking a nap at that point. <laughs> probably got up for coffee. Keep me awake. So he gets a phone call for another job. Zip, 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 zip. He goes and I think, he, did they just cut to him driving? Yep. So he's driving, he gets a flat, and he pulls over. He's got to get in the trunk. Pops the trunk, and then... It's a big-ass bag in the trunk. a big-ass duffel bag. it's moving. And it's moving. Moving. There's something alive in there. What's rule number three? Don't scream like a girl when you find a moving duffel bag in your trunk? Yeah. Oh, that's rule four. Rule, that's rule four. Rule three is never look in the package. He breaks rule four, by the way, in that moment. And three. I'm kidding. All at once. Same time. <laughs> He screams like a girl and opens a duffel bag. Yeah. Then screams like a girl again. And what is in the bag is a, is a very hot Asian girl, scantily clad, looks like some kind of high high dollar hooker. And you know what it reminded me of instantly when I saw it? Lethal Weapon? The big hit. I was going to say it a few minutes ago. The only thing watching Transport really did was make me want to watch the big hit. But yes, on it, the nose, the just, big hit. Except for the difference between the big hits. China Chow could speak English. Yes. Well, she, yeah. The, the lead female can speak English properly. Unlike this poor actress. She was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It's clear why they hired her. Right. But as you were telling me, the only English that she knows was what was, was, scripted. What was in Courier font on her script. Yeah. That's kind of a drag. Again, you've already got this thing where you got the, I mean, this is probably why it works the way it does because you do have a Chinese director. Yeah. Totally. That's able to communicate with her, and it's really weird because I feel like, the, the, and then later with the scenes, like with the other child, like with with Rick Rick Young who plays her father, those scenes seem to be a little. It's weird. It's just it's just weird. There's a the whole movie is kind of disjointed and weird. Yeah. But so he pulls her out of the bag, pulls the tape off her mouth. She's blah, 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 blah. I have to pee. No, no. Oh, wait, she he gets her. No, they no, stop. No, he, he stops at the market. Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, gets something to drink for her and opens the trunk and then he. Uses his knife and she thinks she's gonna he, he's gonna, gonna cut kill her throat her. or whatever. He just makes it just pss. just gets enough with her fussing and just holds her face and just pops a little hole in her mouth. Opens up a drink, puts a straw in it, so now it was allow her to drink. Are they drinking YooHoo? 
No, it's one of those uh, European sodas that they have. It's not right. It's not Fanta or anything like that. But you see the the, the brand of soda that he that she's drinking. That's what you see on that vending machine later on. Right after he's dropped her off. Right. So he pops. <laughs> her, he puts her back in. Gives her something to drink. But then she. She starts kicking the, you know, yeah. she's like, oh, why is she? And he's talking to himself, never look in the package, which is a thing I hate, lazy writing, is when <laughs> the, the actor says to himself more than three times in a movie, oh, never, never look in the bag, never. We get it. It's like when Clint Eastwood keeps saying, I'm not that kind of guy anymore, Ned, and ruins yeah. the unforgiven. Fuck that. Irritating. We know you're not that kind of a guy, he Clint. Wow. Yeah, we'll get so, sorry. So she says, I have to take a whiz, man. You know, I can go. You have your, to pee. Do you, do you want me to go in the back of your car? Now, obviously, I'm talking. I mean, you got to pay extra for that. Just <laughs> if you want her to pee in the car, it's extra. She's a hooker. That's Cold, what I thought. Trunk. At this point, we think she's a hooker. I'm, uh, don't I, we? I don't know what she I don't know what I, she does. I don't know what she is. She's dressed in like a weird, like, party cocktail dress. Yeah. And she's taped up and she doesn't so look, just, she looks like she's been tied up plenty. He because you know what you're right. I don't want you peeing in my car that I love. Right. So he ties a rope around her. Any straight guy would be all over that. Yeah, pee all over my car. <laughs> well, no, straight guy's the kink. Anyway, Literally. so uh, so he ties a rope to her and she goes off the side of the road and down this little hill. Very we cool hand loop right here. Yes, we don't follow her. We just kind of like we stay on Frank while he's holding the rope and kind of. And he's muttering to himself about how he shouldn't have opened the package. He's doing his, you know, he's doing his. Uh, 15, 25. He's having his very. Uh, he's got 50 feet of rope and he's counting every he, fucking 10 feet of it off. <laughs> it's a very cheap Brody moment. Like when he's still in the orca, like it just seems very methodical because he's. He's the transporter. He's done it before. <laughs> yeah. Come down he's here and jump some of this shit. He's letting his package. Never mind. Yeah, he's, he's you know, oh, I've opened the package many times. And let them all, I, they all pee. So he gets anxious. because like, She's been gone a long time. So, what's taking you so long? And he calls yeah. out to her. I don't know your name, but are you done? <laughs> and then No he, answer. And then he walks down and discovers that she's pieced out. And she's, she's, tied, she's tied the rope to the bush and she's duped him. Right, because tying a rope to a bush feels just like somebody that weighs yeah, man, 85 exactly. pounds. Exactly, right. Now she's running through over uneven ground and down a hill in high heels in a cocktail dress. But bef- we don't see any of and that. And she's doing good time. But we don't see any of that. No, because it's fucking ridiculous. Right. And nobody would because do it. it's a waste of time. And they, But what's funny is they pull really wide as Statham's looking around this forest, huge valley full of you know 20-foot trees, and he's just like... And this overdramatic music <laughs> comes on. <sighs> right, right. Now, now, that's something else why we haven't brought up yet. There's some really purposeful and fun needle drops in this. Yep. But in between. In between a terrible, terrible score. And it's almost like it's temp music. Like they looped something and they just looped it. And left and it. And then left it. Well, we have the rights to those 10 seconds. We're going to use it over and over again. Just keep playing it. It's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. And there's a moment in there. Relationship to the story doesn't matter. But there's a moment where they're playing this loop of the score while he's doing something. Eventually he steals another car and he drives off. And then there's one point where he turns the radio off and then the music shuts off. And it's just, what? No, I'm not buying that, dude. That was terrible. You're trying to be cute. And all you do is you make yourself look stupid. Yep. Now we do see her running in her high heels. 
Right. Right, and then she runs right into him. Gotcha. <laughs> Different movie. Well, still. Oh, wait. Better movie. But they're in Italy as opposed to Germany. Sure. Or France. Where matter. are they? They're in Nice, somewhere in, in the nice. countryside with, where Tarconi rules. Kind of like a, like, like a hive. I mean, it's fucking You're allergies. allergic to the fucking music. You're allergic to the music in this movie. <laughs> Just thinking about it broke See you out I, in a hive. <laughs> ah, ah. I need Benadryl. I need Benadryl. I got a, I got an EpiPen, my bag. He comes carrying her up the hill over his shoulder. Right. Yeah. Ha ha. Funny, funny. And She's, you two, know, there's two coppers there checking there's out There's two his cops car. standing there and they, there's the funny kind of guy Richie moment where they all kind of lock eyes. Right. And then doesn't he throw the girl at them? <laughs> He's got no other weapon, but I mean, but he throws the girl, right? They have to catch her. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and it, now we see him kick some ass for the first time. Yeah. We, we hadn't seen this yet. And this is the thing that they used, uh, not this fight, but a fight later on where he really shows us. That's the stuff they showed like constantly in the trailers. Dude, the in the trailer, they actually show him deflecting a missile with a fucking silver tray that's not in the movie. Oh my God, I forgot about that. And it's because he made them cut it out because he's like, that's the stupidest fucking thing. Nobody would ever believe this. And in, in a but movie, it's in the trailer. But in it's a not movie, movie that was already full of crazy, ridiculous crazy. things. But I mean, in all fairness, good call, Jason. It was the stupidest thing in the trailer. He's beating up the cops. Right. right? He's beating up the cops and threw them in a the trunk. Yeah, they're in they? the trunk now. Right. Yeah. And where's she at? She's in the back seat. Yeah. Because, you know, because she, he looked in the package. Broke rule number three. She, because she's more important. Than two cops. And it's less conspicuous to have a girl in the backseat of his car than two cops that are right. knocked out. You can't have two cops tied to each other. No. With duct tape on their mouths. Right. It's no, so, no bueno. So right, he pulls up. Now he goes. Now he. Now we see him. He's driving up to some crazy like mansion. Yeah, and the, he delivers the the package to. Well, it's weird because it shows there's a, there's this big wide shot, and here's where it is. You, you see you see a guy in a pool, and it looks like he's trying to either get some chick to blow him underwater, or he's just like had enough of her talking. And she, but, but this is where I thought this girl is just another prostitute that they're delivering to this rich house and there's a bunch of other prostitutes and then right. so that's why I thought she was a prostitute yeah I thought it was some weird sex trafficking movie so he shows up and delivers the package he opens the trunk and grabs the duffel bag no he doesn't open the trunk oh. he opens the back door because the cops are in the trunk oh that's okay he takes he takes the duffel the, bag out, out of, of the, the back, back seat, seat and delivers the package that's right, right. and we get introduced to Benton Court and yeah, Benton Wall Court Street as they call him on the street Wall Street <laughs> Speaking of Fast, Fast and Furious, Furious, please. It's Vince. I never remember the dude's name. Matt Scholes. Matt Scholes, who's also in Blade Two. He's one of the uh, one of the vampires that hunts Blade. Yeah, Fast and the Furious. And this, I can't recall anything else that he was in. Speaking, uh, but, but 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 it's funny. Is speaking of Fast Five, that's when he shows up again. He's not. He's only in the first. I think he's only in the first movie then he comes back in Fast yep. Five when they're in South it's America. It's because he's a terrible actor, probably. What? No, that's not true. That's not true. I, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, what he shows that. very true. It's weird because here's the other thing. I was thinking, Mike thought was maybe they kicked him out. I mean, not kicked him out, but maybe they. <laughs> kicked him out. Maybe they excommunicated his character in Fast and the Furious because he looks too much like Paul. He looks like a weirdly bizarre world Paul Walker. Because when I was watching, I didn't realize a scowl on his face. He looks. He looks. Look, dude. Like right. Like he's bad. Paul Walker. Like 
he kind of, I'm not saying they're like the, but I'm saying they look similar we, enough that. Are we sure he wasn't a stand in? Are you sure he wasn't doubling for him at one point? Or maybe got hired to double for him and know. just say, Hey, make uh, a brooding face over here in the corner. Give I don't, some I don't, I don't know that Paul Walker at that point in his career had, you know, was like a guy who they probably would have like a photo double for him. That, I well, feel, I feel like Matt Schultz was just maybe like, they're like, uh, and his character wasn't that interesting. And, you know, all of that tough guy posturing against Paul, they, they wanted to save that so that uh, Vin and Paul would have that. And they, they didn't need him for the other Fast and Furious movies until they, you know, until we got to five. But I want to say the weird thing about him, he comes out, he's talking, but he's doing some weird accent. Right. He's supposed to be American, but he look, he sounds like he's supposed, he's doing like a real shitty like New Orleans accent or something. And he's got, yeah. is he wearing a hairpiece? Is that a wig he's wearing, dude? Because there's some. No, because he something. has this, I don't know, because he has that hair also in Blade 2, which, I don't by know. the way, Blade 2 came out in 2002. Yeah, so did this. It came out February 2nd, 2002. Don't ask me why I remember that or something around there. 2202? 2202. Two. Probably some vampire code. <laughs> no. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me it's not. Uh, so I anyway, did. so yeah, I don't know. He shows up and now there's a whole weird like, yeah. did you look in the package? He's asking all these fucking questions. Oh, right. No names. Uh, mm, uh. <laughs> and then he touches him and he's like, you want to count the money? And it's oh, fucking no. creepy so, and no, weird. He gives, him, he gives him the money and says, you're going to count the money? He's like, well, why should, do I have, sh- should I? No. Okay, then our transaction's done here. Then he goes, I have one more thing for you. I have another job. Hands him his briefcase and he agrees to take it on. Then. And then senior Bentoncourt reaches back. Wall Street. One of his homies hands him a, a, an envelope of money and he puts it in, in Frank's hand. And he almost caresses it's it. It's like a lover's caress. It really is. It's weird. It's just it's, odd. It's, that they, it's, it's, it's they, something. It's something. The that, camera hangs on it like you're right. like. It's not, and right. It doesn't ever become a story point. It, it's, right. It's not, that's exactly my point. It was like it doesn't. It, there's no relationship to showing that moment in the rest of the movie. There's nothing. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's very. It was, it was weird. Frank hops in his car and takes off. Stops at the shop and he goes, oh, you know what? He's eating a sandwich. I need a Coke and a sandwich. <laughs> and he goes, and then he's walking back to his car and he goes, wait a second. He turns back around and goes, that vending machine, and that's the soda company I told you about, pops a couple of Pepsis out of there and he's walking back. He's going to give them to the cops that are sitting in his trunk. Yep, because right? he's a, a good guy. Straws, and as on, on his way back, boom, his car explodes and throws him back under the hood and windshield of the car that he was walking in front of. And what what would what would piss the transporter off more than anything in the world, man? Somebody breaking their deal. Or someone blowing up his car. Well, there's that. Both. But he broke they, they broke they broke his they broke number rule number one. They changed the deal. They did. They, and they tried to kill him. Yeah. That wasn't part of the deal. No bueno. So what does he but do? But guess who two cops in the trunk. Yeah. That's a good in his car. In his car. So no, that's no good for Frank all around. Not just for the fact he tried to kill him, but now he's got charred police remains. And you can't just t- very well take the car with you. No. So he's, he's on the lamb. Because it's drivable. He's gone. So we, we cut to Benton Court's henchmen sitting there playing poker because that's what you do when you're henchmen. Right. <laughs> Tropes again. They're knocking the door. And as homeboy goes to look out the peephole, here comes Jason Statham running and, and flying. He, this, is the, my, this might be my favorite part of the Best movie. Best trailer moment for yeah. the entire movie, and he just this flying kick and kicks down the door and knocks the dude back. And, and he, lands on him and surfs him a little bit. And he goes and 
with the little sneak peek that we got when we kicked those cops' ass. Here he is, and he's now uh, he's just kicking the shit out of henchmen left just, and right, just kicking their asses everywhere. Uh, we then we cut to the the package all tied up. She's been to a, chair. to a chair, and the henchman that's kind of watched over her hears all the commotion. He goes out there to deal with it. We don't see her again, but Frank makes quick work of everybody, right? Just because cleans cause, house. That's what Wait, he does. You're not just a driver, are you, Frank? No, man. Mm. Something going on. Yeah. And we got 63 minutes to get to it. Because <laughs> at this point, we're 37 minutes into the movie. Which is fucking long. <laughs> that's, right? That's a long time for only having one action set piece. Right. I mean, it's... For an had, action movie. Yeah, we've had a couple car... We've had a car chase and uh, a goofy foot chase through the woods. Yeah. A couple cops got beat up and then blown up, and now he's finally kicking the shit out of some henchmen. Here we go. He steals a car from Bettencourt's garage, steals a Mercedes. Yep. And off he goes. Now there's two things that happen here, and it drives me fucking insane. He breaks through one thing, right? Breaks through the front gate. And if any of you have ever worked in shipping or you've had these kind of packages delivered, there is a foam that you can get. Yep. We use it a lot in, in television and film production. It's used a lot. It's a liquid that turns to a hard foam. It, the, the purpose of it is to allow it to be put into a mold to shape it for whatever reason. The front gates are, oh, made, yeah, are made out of this stuff, and they, they made no attempts to hide it. Because they do this thing where they're really wide watching him come flying through the gate and then exploding everywhere, but they punched in on it. Yep. At one point, I'm like, oh. Gosh, and I, 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 you probably know the name of the foam, and I don't recall what it's called. The liquid, the liquid, yeah, turns into hard foam. It's a two part foam that they pour together, and it's just uh, it looked like a front gate until you hit it, right. and it's like, it's oh, good. it's a foam front gate because you can paint it, you can, you can, you can make it look real, but the it's moment very, you break it open, the inside of it's not painted, it's right. white. It's something else I've never understood, I and mean, it probably would just would have to do something with the consistency and the in in the capability of the two liquids being able to handle paint or any dye or something else that would cause the color change. Cause you got to think that'd be the best way to go. Like if you Hey, we know it's going to be a black front gate, so let's drop some dye in there or some paint, but obviously the chemical wouldn't do its job. I think, I don't think they bond to each other correctly. If there's right. anything, you know, any of the third party introduced into it, but I mean, it, it's a problem, dude. It happens all the time. I mean, like it, that's why they don't linger on door kicks and shit like that. <laughs> seriously i mean right you know even if you're doing it out of balsa wood it's you can't you know you can paint the outside of the balsa wood but i mean the inside is still you know when you break it open it's it looks like raw wood right which i guess most things but it you know it you, that's why you cut away quickly but you know it's a big stunt and it, uh when you have him try, speeding away all you had to do was just have him speed away man i didn't need to see that and because it just look 2002 just follow the car just follow the car, dude. Look, you could have. The thing is, he got he broke in. I mean, I probably just climbed a fence, but whatever, doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm not going to hang on it too long because there's enough bullshit to talk about with this movie. To hang to the foam front gate, be that's doesn't look like a foam gate. I mean, anyway, it doesn't matter. As he gets away, somebody is in the back seat and still tied to a chair. Well, I don't know how well, she got in. Well, she's at least bound and gagged still. Right, oh, but I mean, dude, the, 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 with the base of the chair, <laughs> it just seems kind of stupid and kind of goofy. Like, it's it's a joke that doesn't really land. Like, oh, how cute. She's tied to the chair and she got the chair in the back. I don't need all that. Yeah. It was dumb. Hey, look, if she could elude Frank and she trick could get him, out of that she chair. can get out. She can get away from dude, she, yeah. I mean, and again, right. I mean, all she has to do is really, you know, sort of like 
bat her eyes and do whatever, man. I mean, I have to go to the bathroom. Just use that old trope. It, it worked. worked once. Why not? You think this guy's not going to untie you and let you use the bathroom because he can probably peep through the keyhole or something? Well, maybe he was in or did you pee right there? Pee on me. Whatever. <laughs> you pee in that chair. <laughs> anyway, he didn't do that. She's still tied to the chair, but now the chair is, now she's tied to the chair in the back of the car. No, no, he doesn't. Doesn't he find her like, or, or no, he drops, he's going to drop her off, right? And he just leaves her in the middle of the road. Right. He, in Tied to the chair. Right. That's why they did it. Yeah. And that's so he, comic genius. He's like, he can't do that. Can't do it. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's got he's got a heart. Because his attitude is this: Look, you're obviously not a prostitute or wherever you wherever I thought you might have been. Right. Because they tried to kill me over that. Who cares? Right. You're just another. Yeah. Totally. Doesn't matter. So there's something else. And, and he's also a, when it boils down to it, as much as a man of rules and ethics, he, he's also yeah. a, got a code of honor of some kind, and he just cannot leave this girl no. there. Not no. with these douchebags. No. Because they made him mad. Throws the car in reverse and... Reluctantly. Reluctantly. And what does he say before he gets out of the car to put her in? Should have never looked in the package. Yeah. Again. Again. He says it. Stop doing that. I'm not that kind of guy. We love when people say the name of a movie. Yeah. In the movie itself. But I don't like that kind of stuff, repeating dialogue. Like no, people man. don't talk to themselves like that. No. And they don't keep repeating the same thing over and over. I, I mean, mean, we get it. You said it once. Right. Not that guy anymore. Yeah, you're still William fucking money. Shut up. <laughs> Killer. Anyway, so yeah, so he throws her back in the car and peels out. And, and takes her home. Back to his badass estate in Nice overlooking the Mediterranean. His castle, if you will. <laughs> I like it. So we find out her name is is Lie. Is it Lie or Lay? Lie? Lie. Because they make a bunch of jokes about lying. Oh, yeah. Your name fits you. We get to uh, Bentoncourt, Wall Street. Uh, in the hospital visiting two of his flunkies that got their ass kicked by Frank. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh. Yeah, you feeling? Who was it? How you doing? It was the transporter. Like, the trans, they say it. They right say it. Like, they say it like a hundred times in the movie, but I don't get excited over it. Like now, when they say Con Air. Nope. Welcome no. to Con Air. No, it's not. Yeah. There's, there's no moment like that. There's no, no trailer moment. Because I don't want to see some guy's last, but it was the transporter. Yeah, but, but see that thing about because the name of the train was the soap. There was nothing cute. <laughs> there was nothing cute. So you see, it's cute of having a name called Con Air. Yeah, it's cute. The transporters is what he is. Yeah, man. It's not. It's not the same thing. No, it's not. It's like if it's Star Wars, like going, "Hey, this is this is some Star Wars." Look at this Star Wars <laughs> going on. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, see it turns that? into that. It turns into that. So Bencourt's asking his flunky, who did this? He goes, the transporter. And they go, well, I thought he was dead. Well, we did. So did we. So did we. So hmm. he walks around there. He takes out, uh, Bencourt takes out his handkerchief, and he's kind of like wiping up his face, and wiping up his boy's face. With his weird accent, like he's patting himself down like he's out of a fucking Tennessee Williams movie or play. Right. Like suddenly he's a dandy. Oh, and then, oh, and he's wet. And then he, boom, stuffs it in his mouth and. and and he kills this guy. Right. Which is an old trope that goes back to, uh, you know, a Anything. few good men. It was the last time I'd seen it. He got code redded. Yeah. Right there in the hospital. So he kills the guy. And then he takes the, uh, he takes the, um, <clears throat> the, the pull socks off the guy sitting next to him and puts it on his <laughs> fucking finger so that the alarm bells don't go off. And he, he, here's what I thought. He makes it, these guys have just come from like a massive crime scene. It, he walks into the hospital, fucking unplugged, kills one of them, suffocates him, and sneaks right out. 
It, there's not a security camera in the fucking hospital that saw him coming around. Okay, so I guess we have to go with that or the movie's over there. So I'll just get off my fucking high horse. Lazy writing. It is lazy writing. Anyway, so it's the next day, and our police inspector shows up to to talk to Frank again. Whoa, what's and, going on? And he's got a good reason this time. Yeah. Because they found his car it blown up. Blown up. And do they get it? No, he shows up with the license plate and he throws the license plate out on the thing. Does he do that first? No, that's what he, that's, that's how it uncut. That, that's, he's being very, very like guarded cop nonsense right. doing like he, this whole thing. Yeah, like, we, we've already experienced that with him. We've seen this act before. It was the last time. He, yeah. He's very vague and he, he never really wants to know. He doesn't want you to know what he knows and he never gets right. to the point because he's Italian or French and he just likes to talk. <laughs> He's a Frenchman playing an Italian police chief. Correct. Or and police inspector. Yeah, and he's and he's you know, he's the only guy in this movie. And he's only in it a few times and he's gotta make the most of his dialogue. Right. So he you know, he kinda of approaches him and just, you know, Frank just goes, dude, my car was stolen. Why? What you happened? Know, where, where's my car? Is it okay? I went to the market to go get some food and someone you know, stole my I car. Out, someone stole my shit. Where can I pick it up? Yeah. You know, well, here's well, a problem. Now does does he get into the fact that there's two dead cops? He does. He tells him. I see, I didn't remember. Just so you don't know anything about the two dead policemen in the back of the car. Even though I just saw the movie. No, yeah. I'm just saying, he tells him. He's, yeah. he's like, I don't know anything about that. He goes, so you also don't know anything about the two dead policemen in the trunk? Nope. Like I said, I was here all night banging my new cook. It's like, what kind of accent is that? What Are you co- French or Italian? I'm both. Uh, he sounds a little bit like Inspector Cluzo <laughs> from uh, the Pink Panther films, uh, which I was never really sure was. Is that is that French or is that just some kind of crazy Peter Sellers? Peter thing? Sellers. And, so yeah, he yeah. does sound a little like that. He also sounds a little bit like uh, is it who's the guy that plays the um, Italian cop in Hannibal, the movie, not the series in the Ridley Scott film, who uh, you know it, he sounds a bit like he's crossed between. What, it, the, is know, that Mastrioni? Yeah, he's also, what else is he in? He's in a ton of stuff. He's in, is he in Lucy also? Maybe. That's why I'm thinking Luke Besson's in my head. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I felt like Luke Besson wrote that Hannibal sequel. It's Giancarlo Giannini playing Rinaldo Pazzi in Hannibal. He was also, he was in Casino Royale. That's another one of the movies I remember him yeah, from. Yeah, and Man Cause on he's, Fire. Because he's, he's, he's Bond's contact. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So There you go. He sounds a bit like that guy and a bit like Clouseau. And, uh, you know, doing his own thing. Tarcone. <laughs> so now he's introduced to the, I'm the cook. And she's making uh, Madeleines somehow in a, on a hot plate. Right. Because well, she's learned and, to make and, Madeleines. Right, and, that's, and that's what they, you know. She, that whole funny. She <laughs> tells Tarcone, like, yeah. I'm, I was here all night. I was here all night. He's, I'm his new chef. I'm the new cook. Yeah. You're the cook. I'm the cook. And there's that whole funny thing. <laughs> yeah. Real she, funny. She's a cook. She's hardly dressed. She's wearing like his t-shirt or and she's wearing his shirt. What is going on here? I'm the cook. I think I'm the beekeeper. Right. She's, she'll cease his alibi. Right. And Tarconi can't find shit anywhere. Right. And he, and he says, well, how did you get back here? Did you know, I picked him up? He picked him up. What? With, yo. What, what car? Cars in the garage. He so looks. Go look at the car and, in the garage. And there's a moment of tension. Oh God. Because when they broke through, when they crashed through the gate, they fucked the front of the car up. Right. Which is why they had to stay on that front gate. That's why they had to stay on the front gate so we could see the front of the car get messed up. So now Tarconi, see, he he opens the garage, he looks in, and he just sees the ass into the car, and he's like, "Okay, well, it's uh, all right, sure." Yeah. We pulled it, but we get to see a, a shot 
that shows the front end all messed up. We're looking at the front end and we're seeing As over. We're seeing him scooch look closer in, and closer. And then we're cutting back to Statham and and some and lie. She, yeah, and, like, and lie says something enough to where he convinces him that he's seen enough. He packs it up. Okay, hey, you Frank. come. Hey, come walk with me, Frank. Frank, let's walk and talk. So they do, and he just they say their goodbyes. They hug, and shortly after, it's quiet. It's too it's, quiet. It's good. Not this kind of quiet. It's too quiet. I'm not trying to do an accent, just so you know. That's my god. That's not true. I do. Uh, so yeah, the uh, so what happens? It's too quiet, and then there's a bunch of chitter chatter. Then a rocket. And blows up the the turret. The watchtower. The watchtower. That yeah. turret. He's up there shooting people. Yeah, <laughs> if he was up there with a turret, no, this wouldn't have happened. No, it's a watchtower. It's, it's a watchtower, and it explodes, and it falls into the living room right on top of the the very strong wooden table that right. saves her ass because they're hiding under it. Yes. And they cut to the outside, and here's all Ben Corden's henchmen. Yeah, man. Oh, man, you know what? Wall Street is lighting it up, dude. That son of a bitch turned on. He turned <laughs> He turned on the low jack on my car, <laughs> on the car we stole. He did. What a yeah. son of a bitch. Well, t- see, that's where Frank, if he was not thinking, Frank wasn't thinking clearly. He wasn't. Because he would have think, you he, know, this well, car, dude, once he, a low jack on it. But you know where the problem started? He And he says it. I should have never looked I, in the I package. should have looked in the package. Again, he says it again. Yeah. Like in the middle of all this shit, he said but it again. Is that is that really the only is that the only rule he breaks? Nah, because yeah, he did change it. You, you kind of break if you break rule number three, you're kind of breaking rule number one, aren't you? Yeah. Well, if you look in the bag, you've, uh, you've yeah. broken your deal. Yeah, right. It's right up there with that chicken uh, or the egg thing. Yeah, totally. You know, so <laughs> yes, so fight, he broke the Fight Club, the two Fight Club rules. Don't talk about Fight Club. Don't talk about rule three. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. So like, if you <laughs> broke rule three, you broke rule one. So yeah, he's broke two of his three rules. Um, you know, I mean, doesn't he, uh, well, doesn't he ask her her name at one point? Or she said, and he, well, he yeah. says, no names. And then, but now he's calling it's her. Late. It's too late. So he's broken all three rules. After they just blow the shit out of his place. They, and, and they're, I mean, they're shooting the place up. They, they must have shot, I don't know, three rocket launchers. And yeah, man. I mean, they're lighting it up. Just, just blowing the place up. It's like zero dark 30 shit. And then Frank and, and Lie, like they barely escaped. And they're using they they make their way at the bottom of of the house with scuba gear and they follow this little underwater channel. Right. And that's what gets them out of harm's way. And they find a nearby safe house. This they is, come they come swimming up into a pool into a, into this uh, another yeah. super expensive, like beautiful house. Yeah. Is this your house, Frank? <laughs> she asks him. Yes. And he doesn't answer because now he's stripping off his clothes because he's pissed. And he's and he's time to take your shirt off. We're forty five minutes into the movie. Take your shirt off, dude. <laughs> it's true. Yes. This is where they 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 come into the house. She's like, "Is this your house, Frank?" And he's like, "Shut up." He doesn't even. He just kind of gives her this. He is walking, stomping around because he's got he's obviously got stuff stashed here. And she's like, "This is what I I give." And then she, basically, she just drops her clothes, fucking pushes him behind. They close the doors and they knock boots for fucking you know because that's what you do when you're being chased by killers. It's always a good time for fucking. Yep. So that's what happens. She basically, and this is again, this is weird because as we find when when we find out, it's even weirder once we find out what she does because this just goes more to my like she's a hooker and she's just kind of used to like anything anytime she needs to make up to a, like a man she just takes her clothes off I mean it's weird 
So that's why, you know, there was my whole prostitute theory still, still in play. And so, you know, right. But now they have their magic sex moment, you know, there's probably some pillow talk and now she's convinced him that she needs help. There's a bunch of people in a sea container who are going to die. So now we think maybe she's part of some sex trafficking thing. Uh, and she's been brought over here and the rest of her family is in this container is what she tells him. And he's like, and he's the kind of guy that just can't let that shit go. Right. Now we're going to Betancourt's office. Right. We're, we're, we're going to break in. She knows who he is. We're going, he's the guy who knows where the sea container is. It's all on some records in his office. And that's where we're going. So we find out that, yeah, Betancourt actually is, a, he is a human trafficker. Yeah, totally. He's, he is a piece of he, excrement. He is worse than we imagined. So they break the, into the office. break into the office. They're scouting around. They're obviously they're making the, all the movie mistakes. They're taking too long, and you know <laughs> they break in, and there he is. And now it's they've got him. He's in the office. They're going. There's a whole back and forth, and now there's all this talk between you know. Now it's him and Jason, and they're 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 talking, and he's like, you know, she's very convincing, isn't she? What did she do? Did she screw you? Because this kind of you know this is lies a pretty accurate name, isn't it? It's all lies, Frank. You know, so that it is, it is, and she, I think he, I think he's more being he's being less villainous and more jealous. Yeah, totally. It's weird, man. It's like not like like it's, it's not like he wants to screw her. Like he's he's doing all he can to convince her to convince Frank that she's 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 no she's good. She's a prostitute. She's like right. yeah, she's just a whatever. She's a tramp and this that and the other, and. Uh, you yeah. know, and now Frank's like, what? And then she turns the gun on him. Now she's holding the gun on both of them. And lo and behold, there's a knock on the door and like four Asian dudes come in. And one of them is Rick Young from Temple of Doom. And he plays her father. Mr. Kwai. So, so this is where it turns into rush hour a little bit. Because I feel yes. like I feel like they were all, all the people that just walked into this office were in rush hour. And it's another thing, another reason why the needle drops in this work the way they do because very yeah, the reminiscent movie's set up of the, the rush wise. hour. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, so now there's a whole thing and now we've got a whole father daughter drama going on here in this office. The Tarconi shows up though. Well, they're about, cause they're about yeah. to kill. They're about yeah. to shoot him. And lo and behold, Tarconi shows up cause he's, I've been off doing some sleuthing. He shows up right in the nick of time. What happens is that the whole situation gets diffused. Yeah, Kwai and Betancourt basically accuse Frank of kidnapping. Kidnapping. Lie. Right. And so, so yep. Betancourt, or Tarconi arrests him, Locks him takes up. him into custody. Locks him up in his jail cell. What a what a dick. What? But he was really doing it because he doesn't really believe that Frank's the kind of guy that would kidnap the girl. And no. he's witnessed them uh, and he, and he sees, together. He's, right, and he sees. That's not a, that's not a, a, that's not a what was kidnapped going on. person in her captor. No, they weren't. No. There was none of that going on. Nope. No, they were sweet on each other. He knew it. Yeah. He was a little jealous too. Yes. Weirdly enough. There's that There's that thing again. I'm just saying. Uh, so there's all that going on. So now Frank and Tarconi <laughs> talking about, you know, Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, maybe this is you know. So now there's now there's some sleuthing going on. Tarconi like recognizes that like you know what I, I, this is bullshit. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're doing this. And Mr. Kwai is kind of a kind of a known quantity. Everyone kind of knows he's right, a scumbag right, here in France. Right. You know, Tarconi basically pretends to be Frank's uh, hostage so they can so Frank can quote of, unquote escape 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 escape, escape. right. <laughs> you know they get out of the building. 
And Tarconi's like, you're on your own. And he's like, I'm always on my own, Tarconi. I'm a lone wolf. You are a wolf, I'm Frank. A lone, I'm a loner, Dottie. You are a, totally. You are a wolf, Frank. I'm a lone wolf, Tarconi. You are a wolf, Frank. I'll say that. And so Frank goes on his merry way. But Lone wolf, Martin. Martin. So now Frank's got to, now Frank, not only does he have to like, now he's got to find Lie. Right. Who's probably going to end up in that container with the other four hundred Chinese, Chinese people that she, talked, people about, that she right. talked about, right? So you know, you know, now Frank is on it, and so he does a little. So now, now we get into the action. So the last thirty-five minutes of this movie is all action, right? And this this takes us through all this weird bullshit, like the whole grease fight, which is weird. Like you know, like there's so the the, the next thirty-five minutes is like one big chase scene where it just goes from one, you know, it's from the transport. It's like right. he's it, running. It's very much a video game moment where you're yeah, like, like, you're you're going room from room to room. You're leveling up. Yeah. And each level gets harder. There's more guys to fight. There's a bigger boss to fight. Is it a bus station that they're in? It's a bus station or it's something like this. Some, it, somewhere where they just happen to have 55-gallon drums of oil lying around. And, you know, Frank strips his shirt off again and uh, dumps the oil and coats himself in it. Now there's like nine dudes wrestling Jason Statham to the ground. And he, dude, my favorite part of this whole sequence is where he kicks the, uh, the uh, pedals off of the bike. And oh, puts yeah. him on his feet so yeah. that he so that he can run and use the spikes to run on the concrete in the oil where everyone is slipping around and they're grabbing him and groping him and it's just weird. It's it's the sec yeah. it's the second worst oil <laughs> wrestling uh, sequence on film after stripes. Um, <laughs> seeing John Candy wrestle those two strippers in the mud. Yeah. Uh, so you know, so this all happens and he escapes. There's a, he jumps out of a window. He's into the water. Bang. Now he's on the, now he's in the yard. There's all these sea containers. Right. And they're being loaded up on trucks. But doesn't he, when does he steal a seaplane? No, that happens at some point during this, yeah, yeah. during this whole crazy weird, like montage of madness. Oh, you know, it's not a bus station. They're fighting. It's a subway thing. They're oh, fighting yeah. like there's streetcar or subway or train yard, something which is also near the water where he shoot, he goes out the window. They, they light the oil on fire. He's swimming. Of course he uses a human shield, that old trope. So they can't burn him. He swims away. And you know, I mean, it's funny at first, but like, it's like, Oh man, give enough already. It's just, it's just a reason to have stayed him oiled up. And it's weird, man. It's, you know, again, it's too long. Uh, but you know, they, there was no dialogue. So we, this, 35 minute fight sequence to where they now they're all the, the containers are all on trucks. It's a convoy of sea containers. You know, the transporters got to show up and save the day. <laughs> it's always, is that his job? That's other it. than transporting? Right. Now he's saving the day. He's, he's transporting justice now. Transporting justice <laughs> day by day. And today it's the day where he saves the 400 and whatever. Chinese immigrants who are trapped in a sea container and maybe lie is too. We don't know. What year did Lethal Weapon 4 come out? Lethal Weapon 4? Mm, 2004? No, 98, 99. Oh, was it that? Oh, that's right. Because yeah. Lethal 3 was 92. Two. Mm -hmm. The whole Chinese immigrants being boated in has already been done before also. Yeah, I mean, I'll, like, I'll I know, but it's just, yeah. yeah. The transporter is, is it's, it's like a, it's like a greatest, it's like a mixtape of better movies. Yeah, and 
and then their half baked execution. Yeah. So here, so what happens now is that there's a bunch of truck chase, which they do better. They, this whole truck convoy chase is done better in fast in fast. In the, is it fast five? The beginning of fast five with the with these. Yeah. Yeah. With so the, with the tanker. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's all done better in other movies. Like I said, this is like, this is like a mixtape. That, you know, like that somebody put together for you. Right. You're like, oh, it's okay. That I mean, works. maybe I'll look at it again. So basically, there's a Frank. Now is in the everybody else has been killed. Uh, it's Frank and Wall Street. They're fighting behind the wheel of a truck, which goes back to Raiders of the Lost Ark. We've seen this a thousand times better, even in Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is 20 years old at this point, right. and still is way better than this version of it. Uh, you know, we watch Statham and uh, Wall Street. Shoals, whatever you want to call him, trade insults, and punch each other a few times, and then finally he's out, he's dead. Fucking truck pulls over, you know, hey, everybody stops, and now we're it's lie and Statham and Rick Young, and they're the, you know you think that well you think it's over just because Bencourt's dead, right? And then Kawhi shows up with his boys. Oh, and he starts yeah, and dude, he's had some weird plastic surgery at this point because I didn't even recognize him from Temple of Doom. Really? Took me a minute to th- well, it took me I recognized him. From other things, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh my god, no, he is in Temple of Doom, but he looks weird in this movie. Yeah, like he was either sick or, or he had some plastic surgery. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with yeah. his face, but it's weird looking. So now he's talking shit. He's got the, he's got the upper hand. Yeah, he's gonna kill him. And, and then what's the unlikely scenario here? The most unlikely scenario? You mean when his daughter shoots him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happens. Yeah. And uh, then Tarconi shows up. Woo woo. Frank, you made it. Yeah. What's in the box? I don't know what's in the box. <laughs> they open what's in it. the box? <laughs> they open the box, and there's like 435 uh, Chinese immigrants in there who are all safe now because of yeah. Lai and Frank and Tarconi. Justice we, prevails. Justice has been transported successfully. We, successfully. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's the transporter. Mm. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. <laughs> so if you listen to last week's Monday thing... You heard us say, well, you heard us say that we're going to get through this one fast. And <laughs> we got through the end of it real fast. No, you said very specifically 75 minutes. And I'm going to probably pull the bite and I'm going to stick it in right here. Okay. The thing that's cool about Statham in this movie is he's kind of stoic. Yeah. Not a lot of dialogue coming from him. But yeah. You're going to discover, we haven't recorded the episode yet, but I'm assuring you, this is going to be probably uh, one of our shortest. Well, the movie just lends to it. There's not the, a whole lot of stuff to get bogged the, down the in. The movie's only 90 minutes, and there's lots of action in it. And if, if... If it's more than 75 minutes, something's gone horribly wrong. Right. We'll probably kill that thing in 75 minutes. When I started talking, explaining this, it was 75 minutes and 42 seconds. No, sorry, 12 seconds. So we hit it. 75 minutes, Boom. And even with, and we said, and we said 75 minutes with us just recording. Forget about the edit. This thing's going to be probably less time <laughs> than Edge of Tomorrow, which is 105 or 106. Yeah, well, that's good. 66 minutes. Because there's not a lot of talking yeah, in this man, movie. There's not, and there's not, there's not a lot of plot points not, or surprises or. Right. And, and because there's not, this is, this is kind of like, I think this more speaks to the fact that maybe this isn't a bad movie. It's, it's not a, a bad movie. It's, a, it's an okay movie. Right. I don't even want to say it's good. It's okay because there's not enough awesome things in there to no. keep talking about. And it's not so bad that there's a lot to make fun of. No. And there really isn't a lot to make fun of in it. It's just like, kind of like there's some weird things where you can tell 
there's probably some miscommunication between the parties involved in creating it. But here's the thing overall. I'm glad transporter exist the transporter exists because we got the sequel, which is oh so different. Yeah. And that only thing you that's relative to this movie and that movie is that Frank and Tarconi are in it. Right. And it's a, I mean, they made so much money off the first one that they were able to shoot one hundred percent in Los Angeles. Yeah. Back before tax breaks and all that. I mean, again, do I, I mean, is it better remembered? Yeah. I mean, I remember it being better than this. Um, right. But I want to say what, what it suffers from is it just suffers from it's, it's very 2001. It's, yeah. it's very of the time it was shot. It doesn't really, yeah. it, do, it doesn't move forward. It's not like something that is going to discover like, you know, in 20 years, people are going to be like, really need to see the transporter. Uh, you know, I just feel like everything that's done in this movie right. was done better before right. and done better since. Right. So, I mean, it. you know, it's, but it was the start of a franchise. It was kind of like, it was the movie that let us know that Jason Statham could carry a movie right. and move forward and, you know, become the big, a big action star. Cause right. he, dude, he does all of his own fighting. I mean, he, he's, it's impressive the stuff that he does in this movie. I'm not shitting on that. That flying kick that he dude, does. It's great. The flying kick that was in every TV ad and every trailer. Yeah. It's still, it still kills. And seeing it just before you got home, I got before you got here. I was like, Oh my gosh. I forgot how awesome that is. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it, while not a great movie, there's some great moments in it. It he's good in it. I mean, he's, it, he's just, he, he created a character in this movie that I feel like he, is in every movie. Sure. It's that, but that's what we want to see out of Jason. Right. That, that's what we want to see. Right. And it's cool. Right. And I mean, that's what he, like you said, that's what he plays in everything. And when he tries to deviate from that, that's when it kind of gets a little wonky. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think the only time he seems to be able to pull off that kind of role when it's not like this or. I love him in the Guy Ritchie movies. That's what I'm saying. That's where I was going to go. In with his it. native, and, I mean, in, in his native tongue, I, I don't want to say that. Know, but, well, yeah, it was in his native tone. Yes. Period. Just, just his 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 accent, the way he's just the way he carries himself. Yeah, because he and Guy Ritchie are like, even though they don't look like each other, they're they're when you they both speak, they're very much like mirrored versions of each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. If Tra- Transporter was directed by Guy Ritchie, oh dude, imagine that. That would be fun. Yeah, it, I mean, I mean, I mean, Icky, should you watch this movie? And well, have you ever seen it before? Is it worth revisiting? Uh, you know what I'd say? I'd say, man, go watch Snatch instead. Yeah, or Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. You're going to get a better state. Oh, watch Fast Six is when he comes in? Uh, six, six or seven. He comes in in six, right? Five is when his brother. They, they, they five, is when they his, five is when they kill his brother. They six introduce they, him right in six. Right. At the end of six. Right, because he's, he's the brother of Shaw that they kill in five. Right. Right. Yeah. And who's their mom? It's, Who... Who's, there, who's the Shaw mother? Oh, God. Is it? Uh, it's Helen Mirren, isn't it? Is it Helen? Yeah, it is Helen Mirren. Yeah. It's speaking with that like dirty accent. Dude, yeah. Helen Mirren. Oh, my gosh. What was I watching? She's, I mean, she's so hot, dude. 2010? Yeah. Good Lord, dude. She has this, and I'm only making this comparison because she has that tone to her. Just her, the way she carries herself, the way she doesn't seem to age. Well, until recently, anyway, she started showing her age. Um, the, the person I'm going to compare her to, Sophia Loren. The two of them have had this. Raquel Welch. Those 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 types were oh, like yeah. just man. For someone in her 50s, she looks amazing. For someone in her 60s, she looks amazing. And my dude, she looks amazing. She's period. 75, dude. 75 now. Good 74. Lord. 
So yeah, but, but no, she's she's wonderful and everything. Uh, and hearing her, here we are talking about another movie. <laughs> yeah, well, we're talking about anyway, somebody who's not even in this movie. So yes, so transporter. Um, you know what? I don't know if there is a recap. On, I don't recall there's a recap on transporter two. If there is, it's probably enough for you to watch it and not worry about one because honestly, it's ninety minutes. You better spend watching Transporter Two a second time. Yeah, I'm just to say maybe one day, maybe someday we'll end up talking about Transporter Two. Because yeah, our, and I, and it's funny we were <laughs> yesterday we were trying to we were texting back and forth. I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was looking for. I wanted to lay blame on somebody for picking this movie, and I'm like, and why do we pick this movie? And I'm like, why do we pick this? And I'm like. And I asked you, was this one of Mario's movies? And you copied and pasted it to me. And I'm like, man, I hope it wasn't one of Tom's movies because I like, I told him, I go, I don't, man, I don't know why we're doing transport. I'm like, oh, I didn't hurt his feelings. As it turns out, he copied, he copied and pasted his note back to me. I'm like, looking, going, where did this come from? And neither one of them did it because as soon as I saw Mario's list again and I saw Tom's list, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember all those movies now being on the list. Right. And, and by the way. All those movies on both those lists, I would have watched. A few would have watched and covered before this. Absolutely. Back to Helen Mirren, really quickly. Yes. Excalibur. Oh God. Morgana. Yes. Oh is, my God. Yes. I mean that, and then White Knights are the two things that I always like remember, like when I was a kid, like oh yeah. She's was, hot. was she White Knights? Was she the the, the, the ballet instructor, the choreographer? Yeah. Yeah. Diana Ivanov. Ugh. Yeah. Look at that. We gave a kick of the week without even trying. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> See, there was some good that came out of the transporter. Dude, the, the best thing about the theme of the, came out of the transporter is we gave you four kicks of the week just to do. Watch Transporter 2 instead. <laughs> Watch White Knights. What else did we Excalibur. mention? Excalibur. And, and that's, that's dancing. dancing. And you could watch the Mosquito Coast, too, if you want, because she plays Harrison Ford's wife. There you go. And Five they are things. making it into a TV series, Mosquito Coast, which is weird. But how does that work? I don't know, man, but I'm, I'll watch it. I'm curious. But, you know, I didn't, you know, it's funny. We see when TV shows that are out there, some shows that you're like, how are they making this? Like Fargo, I'm like, I don't think they're going to make a series out of that. Yeah, totally. But it's a, oh right? God, to me, it's way, I'm, it, I, I like it more movie. than the movie. I like the movie, but I love where they where they go AHS yeah. with it, where they just kind of go, this is its own thing every every season. So look, man, Cobra Kai is another Take, one. Oh my gosh, Cobra Kai. Do you know Cobra Kai season one and two? You can go to Walmart and yes. you can buy them on Blu-ray for yes. 20 bucks. Yeah, and I'm going to because I can't do everything on, I can't keep watching everything on YouTube. I don't have YouTube. Oh, I got to give you my login. I had it for the first season and then I but think Did I, I just, don't, I'm not going to give you my login. <laughs> I'm going to buy it at Walmart. It's the only thing I ever watched on it anyway. I had it for like, you know, like I think I had it for six or seven months and I canceled it. Uh, yeah. I'm curious what they do with the Mosquito Coast. I'm all for it. To me, it's yeah. like, it's a strange, obscure movie that they're going to make a TV series out of it. And I'm totally cool with it. I wish that, that, that one sheet from Mosquito Coast promises such a different movie. And look, totally, you know, and it's, but you know how I am. My, my dumb hobby right now is collecting alternative movie posters. Cause I love the art. Sometimes I have, I have four or five prints, honestly. And I'm not kidding about this. I have four or five prints that I adore that the art is so wonderful with on movies. I despise, like, I, mean, I don't even like them. I don't even own them, but I got the, I got the art print because it's so striking. And I'm like, that's, I want to support the artist. That's awesome. And I, ironically, two of those posters are uh, <laughs> the same artist, not the, not the movies that I want to say artists. I mean, the same artists that created the art itself, not the, the actor or the writer. Or the right. Writer. Um, I knew what you meant. Yes. With but I'm you. just clarifying because you're looking at me. So I'm clarifying to the 
No, I'm like waiting camp. for you to tell me what the movies are is why I'm looking at I'm you. I'm not going to do that. I, mean, I was about to say, <laughs> do you have a Mosquito Coast poster? Um, so I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to do that because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, I hear you. Um, Who knows? Because look at, look at Get Shorty, the series, which yeah. I, oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. But but has, was that to do with the original novel or movie? The name. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. But it's still other than it happens to be about the film business. Yeah. And who knew that I needed Ray Romano in anything? Oh my gosh, he's so good in it. And I'll say this. If you saw The Irishman, because at this point, no, it's not out yet. It's just in the theaters. Because this this is going to come out on the 25th and two days, three days from now. Yeah, you'll be able to, to watch it. But here's what I suggest. On Thanksgiving, when Irishman comes out, how about you listen to Karate in the Garage instead of us talking about Deadpool? Yeah, why don't you do that? Because what we're going to do with Deadpool, and we just decided this, we're going to do a commentary for Deadpool too. Yes. Instead of doing a regular review show that we... Yeah, it. well, there you go. That's Transporter or The Transporter. And we talked for 16 more minutes when we were done with that episode. Fuck you, Jason Statham. <laughs> There you have it. Why do you blame him for taking a job? No, man. This is the movie that, fault. It, look, this is the movie that gave us Jason Statham as we know him. Gave us that version. So there you go. Anyway, we begged on Monday for people to I don't know, start reviewing us. And I wouldn't say begged, us. but. I did. I was. I said please like five times before I said what I, I was begging for. <laughs> please, 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 please. Please, sir. Can I have some more? More! Please share our show and just kind of get the word out there. It's not. You know, we don't need, we're not looking for more people to listen to the show because we're just looking for more people. We were hoping people will have fun doing it and listening to it because we have fun doing it. For sure. And I mean, is there's anything that you want to be from an entertainer, entertainment standpoint, whether you're a director, a writer, production designer, somebody post-production, you want people to enjoy the end result of the thing you've been working on. And, uh, and we don't consider this work. Just, I mean, there's a lot of effort put into it, but we have fun. We, we, we sit around and, get, and we watch movies and we talk about them because if you're listening to us, you enjoyed watching movies and talking about them too. So please take the time, subscribe, take the time, review, take the time to share it with other people. But don't forget to tell them we have, we say potty words. Yeah. Well, there you go. But this, I feel like, well, I guess that's true. Well, you can look, it's going to have an E next to it. It always does. And I almost didn't do that, by the way, when I posted yesterday's Monday thing, it, because I saved, I uploaded both Is versions. Is sperm a potty word? No. I'm just saying. I said orgasm that same episode. That's not a potty word? No. <laughs> and the, I mean, unless way, those, you like to be peed on. But the, the, <laughs> the clinical words always stand out on our show because we're too busy saying all the street words versions right. of it. Because that's how we work. That's how we, <laughs> that's how we roll, man. We're fit we your old man child. That's how we roll with the transporter. We're like two little Frank Martins. <laughs> What's that mean? I don't know. Oh, gosh. That means we got three rules, Corey. Three (laughs) rules. Three rules. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Corey at Corey Cope on Twitter or the official Karate on the Garage. Sorry. On the Karate in the Garage podcast. Where the fuck we call call it again? Whatever. At the Karate Pod. If you'd like to follow me, you can still follow me at Raven Shattuck at Twitter or on your Instagram at Rockinroller33. Oh, shit. Before you split, you want to watch the second episode of Mandalorian? We can, yes. Good, because I haven't watched it. I've been waiting to watch it with Joe, so it'll work. All right. Later, man. Motherfucker.